Hello, friends. Hi. <laughs> you were like, what is she talking about? And I was just saying how uh, I am going to be getting some wine between now and our next episode. And, you know, that's all. Yes, this one will be serious because we are sober. Soaps. Serious biz. Just kidding. Welcome to episode 731. Sarah, Louise, and Susie Louise are here. And... Well, do you have anything you want to say before we, like, what's new in your life? <sighs> what's new in my life? Oh my God. Did you see the hail videos that I posted? Now it's, now it's been a minute since it's coming out late, but that was insane. Holy shit. That End was, of days. you know, okay. End of days kind of stuff. I'm just not, maybe I'm not used to this cause I'm from Southern California and like, we don't know about weather and that it's all intense to me, but Hail, like, I remember taking those those personality quizzes and stuff, and there'll be, like, a, te- a question on there. It'll say, like, do you find storms exciting? And I'm always like, <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit. Like, <laughs> th- that was terrifying. Like, yes, there's, like, exciting. For a minute, it was like, oh, this is fun. A little and scary. It started to get scary. When it, yeah. when it started taking out the light bulbs in are like you know we've got like the edison bulbs and then you just hear those like smashing and then it it busted a hole through the we have like a, a adult inflatable pool busted a hole through that like those it was and then i go outside maybe you saw the video with a yoga mat over my head and i have like my fingers just sticking out over the edge and a hail piece of hail hit my nail and made my cuticle bleed that's terrible. It's already a little sore I think me biting on it. But. If you're not a person who's experienced hail very much, I think there's this perception, at least in my mind, that it's sort of like round and right. not yeah. um, couldn't cut you. It might hurt if it oh. hits you, but it wouldn't like slice Correct. you. Correct. I had no yeah. idea that that is a thing. There are like shards jagged. of ice coming yeah. down <laughs> right. at shards. maximum shards. velocity. Yeah, it's scary as heck. Thank God I don't no even, car I, damage. I remember when we were in our live and I, I was said, what is hail? And like people tried to explain it and I pretended like I knew what they meant, but I still don't get it. I still the don't. That, and it was like an 82 degree day. So I don't right. know how all of a sudden when, it when so I'm cold? in a tank top, the, mm-hmm. actually this exact outfit, I'm wearing, and then all of a sudden the sky opens up and just dumps yeah. golf balls on us. Yeah, but sharp ones that can cut like shards whoa and it's it just had a river of hail and i couldn't even cross my street so i was freaking out like let let me get my car under like a cover so like just move it under a tree or something i could not get across the street to get to my car because i would have been washed away in the river that was created it was so fast moving that it yeah, would have absolutely like taken out my feet and I, was just, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I am stuck. You're just at the mercy of... And it, people have people did say, like, they remember in their childhood some storms like that. But it's mm-hmm. ramped up in this past like, year, the, the intensity and how fast they come on and how the water just rises so quickly here. It's very yeah. scary. Yeah, and the frequency with which there are extreme weather events, I, I think that we can all agree is exponentially growing yeah, and it's not great. We had an end of days thing last week where, you know, the Canadian fires, the oh, smoke yeah. came into Pittsburgh and it was really awful and gross oh. and, you know, extremely unhealthy. And I just thought that is so funny because when we were in California, I was like, I got to get out of here. That was one of the right. reasons that where we were like, this is not working out because there was ash on our car right you know it was just like but you sort of have to pick which weather problems you would like right Right. would you like earthquakes and fire or what we usually have is um snow storms and things like that so pick your poison a a audio clip that was floating around the internet like instagram that was like somebody scraping off their car during the winter going there's no hurricanes. There's no tornadoes. There's no alligators. There's no hurricanes. There's no tornadoes. There's no alligators. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. you do have to pick your, like, what is it that you're going to deal with? And I saw another funny uh, tweet or something that said, uh, I've smoked 
to, uh, I, I've smoked two packs of Canadian wildfire today. Right? <laughs> For like, real. Because that's what it feels like. They're like, oh, my lungs. That I've was, smoked two that packs was of Bendy Wendy. That oh, was, was it? Yeah, yeah. She that was, was clever. Shout out to you, Bendy Wendy. That was really Shout funny. To- that, made, that made me laugh. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah, man. And But it's grody to the max. And, you know, luckily we are blessed with shelter. Yes, and that's protection lovely. from the elements. Yes, and if you would like protection for your pets, I highly recommend <laughs> Embrace Pet Insurance. Okay, we have to talk about this. Did you just I say remember... pet insurance? Yes, Embrace oh, Pet Insurance. Hang on a sec. I my dog dies, and now we bring on the pet insurance sponsor, Susie. Susie, I know. I could have used this. 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 I know. Better late than never, guys. Listening. Yes. Susie's going to tell you all about this, but let me tell you the importance of pet insurance. Yeah, I know. I, I knew you were going to do this. How much money I saved from having pet insurance. Exactly. It is so important. And right. I got pet insurance for my other dog after I spent $800 for the d- vet to tell me that he had gas. <laughs> and I was like, never again. Are we going to do that? Right. And that's the thing. Most people don't realize how important it is until they have a situation like that where it's too late for them to, uh, you know, get the benefits for that incident. But so let's learn from Sarah's lesson. Please. please. Right. She suffered. She walked so we could run is what I'm saying. And once you have experienced something like that, you're like proselytizing the benefits of pet insurance. So I'm just saying, Give it a whirl. Don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Join the massive community of pet owners who trust Embrace Pet Insurance to protect their pet. Head to embracepetinsurance.com slash brain candy and sign up for pet insurance today. Make sure you go to embracepetinsurance.com slash brain candy or else they won't know we sent you. They'll be like, who are all these people? You have to use ours. And then they'll be like, wow, brain candy, they're influencing. Okay. And if you are somebody who's thinking about getting a pet, this should be like, I get the dog, I get the dog bed, I get the pet food, and I get the pet insurance. It just comes in the package. You will be so grateful. You'll be glad you did. Trust us. Oh, yeah. Okay. I will. One great thing that happened in our family is my my sister Renee became a grandma. Oh, my My, goodness. (laughs) My nephew Grant had a baby. Theo. Grant had a baby. Grant had a baby. A baby Theo is the cutest baby in the whole wide world. And I can't wait to kiss him and hug him and snuggle him and spoil him. Cute. Well, congratulations <laughs> to that family. It's so exciting because we haven't... Lincoln was sort of the last baby in our family. And it's been yeah. 11 oh years and goodness. we really need to That's have a little right. burrito. So hold. that makes you a great aunt? Yeah. How fun. I know. It's so cute. And I remember when Grant was born, of course, and it's so fun to have that experience of like, holy heck, he's a man and now he has a baby and that is wild and I am very old. Oh, that's so So special. Yes. So congrats to them. And now when you see little cute little clothes at Target and anywhere, you get to actually have somebody to buy them for. I mean, that is fun. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. there's some cute stuff. I'm like, oh my God, a baby needs to be in this. This is so yeah, cute. Like dumb stuff, like a leather jacket or like yes. a cowboy hat. It'll or be like, I'm always a sucker for like the corduroy overalls. That be- I'm like, oh my God. Oh, right. I need That's to see a baby in brand. this. This is too cute. Oh, I love it. <laughs> if I see anything like that, know who to send it for, to. Yeah, that is the cutest. Okay. Let's start with, you know how I had to upgrade my Hulu so that I could watch oh, uh, yeah, American yeah, yeah. Gladiators one on there. But so then I have to like watch all of the 30 for 30s that I want to watch before I downgrade again, right? right so right, right, right. I apologize, but there's going to be some sports content yes, from okay, the, the woman go. who wants to eradicate sports. Yeah. <laughs> Because I do see the irony. Like, I'll be sitting there getting totally so into it. Only sports for documentary <laughs> sake. Like, right. oh, we're only doing this to make good future documentaries for me. That's it. That is the purpose, sole purpose of sports. 
Because it doesn't change my mind. I'm not like, oh, it turns out I love sports. I still hate them. But I'm very interested in people. And sports are a great conduit or like filter for telling those stories because they're usually like inspiring or traumatic or whatever. Yeah. 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 Or like underdog. Yes. (laughs) Overcoming something. Yeah. It's totally that. Okay, so the other p- weird part is that, you know, like you won't think about something for like your whole life and then all of a sudden it's all you read about or hear about. And in this case, it's steroids because I watched Arnold, oh, yeah. then I watched the American Gladiators thing, yeah, and then I watched um, the Marion Jones 30 for 30. Do you remember she was the track star? Do I remember? She went to my high school. No, <laughs> of course she did. Yeah. Stop. She came back. So she and oh my God. she did the Olympics. She she ran the Olympics. Then she came and she spoke at our high school. Then the steroid oh drug God. thing happened. Then she had to come back and apologize. Stop. Yeah. Oh, because it was my her God. own high school and she's talking about. And so she had to like make a statement. I don't even know if she did it in person or via video or made a statement or something. But I remember there was an ap- apology issued. It was after I had already left. That was okay. high school. Then I can ask you directly because yeah. this, this affected your life. What were your thoughts about the, that issue at that time? Were you like, yeah, I'm disappointed in you. I would like an apology or what? No, I mean, I didn't feel like, I I think there was some disappointment in feeling more like, how can you get up there and talk about how it was the training and this was all you and talk about overcoming things and talk about, you know, just like that process to a bunch of high school students. And then it's like, well, actually it was the steroids. Yeah. Knowing that you. Yeah. Knowing like that is the part. Yeah. That feels like. Well, because this, don't you think this falls into that category that we always talk about? It's not the crime, it's the cover-up. Correct. Like her sort of like righteous indignation about the accusations. very righteous about it. She really was. That's what I remember. Really like like, that. How dare you even ask that kind of thing. Right. That's sort of the only person who should be able to feel like that is the woman who tested positive for marijuana and wasn't allowed to compete in the Olympics a couple years ago and she's right. the fucking best ever and now she's bad and, sh- and everybody else is taking all these tr- and she's like that and her mom just died and she's like that's a performance like makes it you worse like what that's yeah it, like inhibits performance a performance inhibitor right. like fuck you yeah. like that's the only person who should be like i can't believe go it fuck yourself. That, yeah. go fuck yourself Okay. Who, yeah. Like, yeah. I was anti Marion Jones. Like I was, I really had like a, a sour taste in my mouth. I was like, don't come back to this school and don't even wow. bother with your apologies. It felt like that was like the vibe from the students. Okay. Cause I get that. And as somebody who doesn't like sports, mm-hmm. my feeling is just like, Oh, for Pete's sake, who cares? Like, you know, Cause she obviously did work hard and did have talent too. Right, and I'm always sort of like, why don't we let them all do whatever they want with regard to these substances? And then it's an even playing field because no matter what, the idea of fairness is false. Right. Like I totally. always say, Shaquille O'Neal is like fucking 10 feet tall. I mean, <laughs> right. is that fair? Yeah, Not really. He got lucky. Flippers for feet. Yeah. Truly, he has like one of the longest wingspans of a human being. It right. kind of comes in handy. Yeah, he's got propellers. So what is fair? Right. That's I, like, that sports me, gene book silly. is so great at talking about that. Of like, when you got the guy who has the shortened Achilles tendons that are going to make him a better pole vaulter, he's going to just be or, or high jumper or whatever. He's going to be the best there ever was, and he doesn't need to train for it at all because it just that's it. Yeah, and some would consider that almost like a biological unfair advantage that you have. Yeah, and okay, so and for example, like with the trans issue, people say, okay, well then, it's not so much about like um, like your birth mm-hmm. body parts; it's mm-hmm. like testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. But some cis women have yes. higher testosterone levels. Yes etc cetera, etc cetera. there is really no such thing as fairness so it just irritates me that because 
people are so mad. Right. That lady, Marion, went to GD prison. She, like she was in the federal penitentiary she, for lying she, under oath. Oh shit! I didn't know that for like uh, six months. That she seems went. like the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I'm sorry. Right. I'm and public humil. I'm sorry, but just having to talk to that high school and issue an apology. <laughs> You're like that was enough. Enough. For real. I remember one time I got pulled over when my, my mom was in the passenger seat and I was driving and my mom was like, don't worry, we're fine. And she started yelling at me like, I can't believe you do that. You're in so much trouble, blah, 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 blah. And the cop honestly was like, whatever punishment she's going to give you is way worse than any ticket I could write. You can go ahead and have a nice day. Oh and we started, drove away and she was like, worked perfect. Uh, like she, she was totally in on the plan, and so well, I'm like, right. yeah, because there feels is like an element so, of that where it's like yeah. there are a She's variety so of ways to be shamed. Yeah, that, like why do we have to send her to prison for that? Jesus, right? Okay, so I that disturbed me because this, like you said, it just seems out outsized of a punishment for what? Who cares? Steroids. Lance Armstrong didn't go to jail. Okay. Welcome to the Lance Armstrong conversation because that 30 for 30 is phenomenal. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you what else is phenomenal. And that is Lumi deodorant. Wearing it right now. Already packed. Ready for my trip. I can trip. smell you through the mic yep. and the screen and it is heavenly. Toasted coconut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she smells like a tropical getaway. Yeah. And I had kind of a, a I don't know. Maybe we'll call this like a neurotypical moment, neuroatypical moment where I had a little bit of like a, a breakdown and needed to deal with something. So just the other day we were, Eli and I were out at a pool and we we're like laying on these pool loungers. And I remembered how last year I got like, my skin did not like the bacteria that I got from laying down on anything. So I freaked out and was like, I can't be here anymore. We have to go home right now. And I have to take a shower and I have to use I my body wash. And so I had to go home and I had to use the stuff that I know. And I don't even know if it would help with this, but in my mind, I was not clean until I used the bacteria killing acidified body wash yeah. that I knew is going to kill the bacteria that would be doing that to me. And I was not going to rest until I got in that shower. I totally get it. That, that body you. wash is phenomenal. I was like, Eli, and am I, I being crazy right now? He goes, you're tending to your needs right now, which is important. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. And you were. Yeah. And the, and the great thing about the Lumi products, like the, the deodorant, it's whole body. So wherever you feel like you're not smelling great, you can put it there. And I've smelled the world and they stink. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like them to put it all over. You head have to an toe. almost teenage boy. <laughs> it ain't pretty. No. So give them a try because this is the kind of thing that's like not toxic chemicals and stuff. So it works, but it's not going to do anything right. bad. Um, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off the Lumi Starter Pack with code BRAINCANDY at LumiDeodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiDeodorant.com and use code BRAINCANDY. So give it a try. You get the, the body wash, the yeah. whole body cream, the whole body stick, all that. And the wipes. And the wipes for whatever. Yeah. Travel That's or a great keeping deal. the car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Lance Armstrong documentary is so great. And it's, again, dealing with this question of like, you know, steroids, what is fair, but mm. so much more because he, again, was a righteous indignation. He was yeah. adamant for his whole career that like, do you, he would say things like, do you really think I was on my oh. deathbed with cancer? Do you really think that I would then risk my life by taking a growth hormone? Blah, 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 blah. Well, for somebody who's that, yeah, I do. Like that's, I used to do that move on the challenge all the time yeah. because I didn't ever want to lie. But the it's question, like lying the rhetorical yes. question. Correct. Is a tell. A tell. I think. Can do you be. think I would do that? I'm not. Saying Why would I, would I do that? Why would I do that? Yeah. Okay. So 
at the very beginning of the documentary, um, he's telling a charming anecdote and then they cut to people being like, I know that you're going to be sympathetic to him. I feel like this is going to be a tool that he's going to use for his brand and his sort of like, what's the word? Redemption. Uh-huh. And um, don't believe anything that guy says, like, bah, bah, bah. And so I thought it was going to be like that, and it wasn't. That guy looked like a total jerk in this series. Like he doesn't, like the it's guy not flattering. Shit on Lance Armstrong or Lance Armstrong looks like a Lance. Jerk. Like it's not okay. uh, sympathetic to him. It tells the truth. Like it tells the whole story that he's kind of known as being a jerk, that he's arrogant and self obsessed mm-hmm. and whatever. So mm-hmm. I think it was a fair portrayal, but mm-hmm. when I walked away from it, the feeling that I had was like, he became like the, the, Oh, it's about, he's the bad apple when yeah. really the whole sport and really all sports come on. Are just, right. Yeah. It's a system and it's a money-making thing. And you know what? Now that you said that the only time that we really care is when it's the first place person who keeps winning and we're like, Hmm, why is this going on? I bet you the 10th place, 11th place, 25th place person you know whatever could be doing that too but they said literally we, to be in the tour de france you had to be um doping come on because come on, once like, one person is doing it you have everybody to everybody has do to it yeah, yeah you have to just i there was that movie better faster stronger bigger faster stronger it was about yeah. steroids and i yeah. when i left that seeing that movie i was like yeah they should just open up the like just fucking well because it doesn't feel arbitrary like what's allowed and what's not allowed yeah right it's like stuff that is not regulated or they can't you know like i don't know if the things that they say are allowed are themselves like illegal substances or things that are like controlled then maybe it's I don't know. It well, feels like, just... It's weird because there's some things... Let's say um, cocaine. Like, that's just plain old illegal. Like, nobody's allowed to do cocaine for any reason. Yeah, but right. But then a lot of these are like... They're used in medicine. You know, steroid, yeah. steroids right. and various treatments do help people in some areas, but they're like regulated. Yeah. And so like, what's it... Why? Why? Right. And the sad part really was like, he started doing this stuff when he was 21 and he basically said, you know, the growth hormone, it makes, you know, all your good stuff grow, but it probably is the reason he got the stage four testicular cancer because it also grew. I mean, come on. That makes sense. It's going to speed up the growth of anything. Right. It doesn't know. And then the last thing I, wow. I was struck by was like at the very end, they show there was an Italian cyclist who had been caught and like was also disgraced. And then he ended up dying by um, like a drug overdose. Um, and But they say he died from like a broken heart, you know, because he lost oh, everything from yeah. the scandal. Yeah. And then there was another player who um, ended up in a psychiatric hospital. Oh. And Lance was just saying, like, the media and the sport do this. They put us all up on the pedestal. Yeah. They all knew what we were doing, and right. they profited from it. And then, as right. soon as it came out, they said, oh, "We right. were. This they is terrible. Exactly. We're appalled." And then they leave you to die or be broke or whatever. And and it, I think that's a fair point because that's how I it feels totally on the do. challenge. Yeah. And you know. let me tell you, I watched that American Gladiator documentary that Muscles Holy and Holy shit. Did you watch it the Hulu one the or the challenge? The I think it was Netflix. What is the muscle? Okay, Muscles it must and Mayhem. Be muscles and Mayhem. Yeah. It's the challenge. It's the challenge. It's, identical. It's the same. It's identical. 
Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, I can't wait for 40 years from now or 20 years from now when Susie and I are going to be interviewed for our documentary. And they cut to the scene of like Timmy and his knee getting like, uh, you know, he's got permanent nerve damage. You know, some people are like in the water, like being in cold water and like shards of glass breaking, busting through your knee, all this shit. Like, come on. And just the, 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 there's, you know, five people who got to be gazillionaires from it. Right. The creators or the EPs or whatever. And they don't have to risk their bodies. Right. And yet they get all the streaming rights and all the Mm -hmm. whatever. And the, the, they know what's going on. They know Mm -hmm. in the same way that those sports, uh, you know, programs or whatever you want to call it, they are aware of what the athletes are doing to make it to be at the top of their game. You don't think those producers are aware of what the challengers are doing when all of a sudden they come back twice as big as they were the season before? Please. Right. Oh, right. those meat and potatoes. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. It's just, I mean, for real, when, when I'm sure you have that, the feeling when you're watching it of like, this is my life. Uh, totally. Totally. And how... Totally. You feel like you have to say yes to like the tour that's like grueling and go, you have to just go along with it or you'll be replaced. Right. And you're always By somebody who's really like just fitting be. a mold of something that they want. And that you're number, here are two refrains. They knew what they were getting into. Like they mm-hmm. said in that documentary, he signed the contract. Right. Okay. Ugh. Or they should be thankful because uh-huh. look at all these opportunities they got from it. How lucky uh-huh. are they? They get to be on TV. They get to be whatever. And that's what people say about this sh- our show. Mm-hmm. And anytime we moan about anything, they think, say we're ungrateful, sour grapes, whatever. Those are going to be two phrases that now are going to make me look for ways that those people were uh, taken advantage of or like yeah. used in. Yeah, pay attention when you hear the phrase, they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, because they probably didn't. <sighs> I'm excited because we did get approval to interview Nitro. He's such a dreamboat. Oh, this is going to be so cool. He was one I'm of the psyched. best cats. Like, he did. He and was. I like how honest he was. He was like, yeah, yeah we're doing steroids. Duh. <laughs> what do you think? Right. What do you, you know that we are. He's like, we are. Yeah, we are. Right. Right. How come though, tell me this, why is it the case that like nobody minds that when it's wrestling? Is it because it's like more of a for show? I I think it goes with, that's a really good question, Susie. I think that there is something where we've all signed up, like when, especially like the WWE or that kind of like WrestleMania style where (laughs) we're all pretending it's real, but we know it's fake. But there's like this. Everyone's in yeah, on the joke. Everyone's in on the joke. Even if they're like, no, it's real. They know it's not real. Okay. Like, so it doesn't so feel I like cheating because or something? It, it feels like, it doesn't feel like cheating because is it really real? It's okay. not like two athletes going like head to head and, you know, right. things but, are actually I mean, fair. I would but think American ever? Gladiators could have. But I guess they said the difference was they were really marketing to kids too. Although WrestleMania is too. Yes, it is. It totally is. Like Hulk. Right. <laughs> the outfits, Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! I know, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what else makes me scream. And that is ritual vitamins. <laughs> Absolutely. What if it did? Three cheers. <laughs> what if every time I take it, I just go, woo! It doesn't make me scream, but you know what also it doesn't make me do? It doesn't make me have fishy burps. Oh my God. I cannot stand it. Isn't the, that the, the worst? I, I tried vitamins. one of, so Eli has like a, a, like a fish oil capsule. Like I was just like, Oh, I'll take yeah, one. Like Omega-3, yeah. Like Omega three. Yeah. It ain't worth uh, it. Uh, I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> and so all gross. I get is mint. When I have yeah. my ritual vitamins. Yes. Thank you, ritual. And as yes. my shirt, if you're watching the video, you can see I'm in my, another Arnold shirt. It says, come yes. with me if you want to lift, because <laughs> as you know, I'm in the pump club. And so we are all, uh, over here taking the vanilla protein 
uh, yes. shakes every Susie's day. Susie's like, in the look, morning. I'm I'm all about getting my body in shape, but I'm doing it the natural way. Yeah, right. No steroids. No steroids. My dad would always say that this is all natural. Yeah, yeah. that's the only part of me that it actually is natural, ironically. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the um, protein shakes are delicious, and they're they they taste amazing, and then they fill you up, and they give you your protein. Uh, once you try Essential Protein, you won't want to go a day without it. Lucky for you, Ritual is offering our listeners 20% off during your first month. Visit ritual.com slash brain candy to start Ritual or add the Essential Protein to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash brain candy for 20% off. Okay. Moving on. Let me see what else is on my list for you. Okay. There was one more. And again, I apologize for the sports heavy one, but... Another one to watch is the Dennis Rodman. Oh, that would be so good. Okay. You would love Question. it. Question. Yeah. I, I know I'm going to love it. I That was like a, an era of basketball that I actually paid attention to. Like my my uncle was really big into basketball and we were like went to basketball game. It was really fun. It was like just this time where like then he got sick and we had to stop going. It was a whole thing. But uh. I have a question about Dennis Rodman. Okay. Do you think after watching this documentary, this 30 for 30, that it was like a calculated, like it was strategic, his showmanship, like the the kind of character and persona. Do you think that was like very intentional? Well, okay, so the way that he describes it is that I needed the context because all I knew was that guy. I just knew him from the Bulls and then reality TV and stuff. So I didn't know that there was like a shift that happened from when he was on in the Pistons. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that either. (laughs) Let me tell you, Sarah. Let me tell you what happened. Please, please break it down for me, Suze. Okay, first of all, he when he graduated high school, he was only five foot nine. Short king, hell yeah! (laughs) Dennis Rodman was a short king, and he grew eleven inches after high school. Oh my god! So he hadn't even played basketball in high school. He was just like some kid who had nothing, and he was kind of a loser. And then somebody spotted him and was like, "He should play," and so he got recruited. Like, he didn't even know how to play basketball. Oh, my God. So that was wild. And he had childhood trauma. And so he Mm. was, like, super shy and, like, scared of everything and, like, almost like a child. Okay. Like, he's 21 and his best friend is 12. Got it. Got it. Got it. So then, you know, he's amazing and natural. And so he progresses really quickly and he goes to the Pistons. And he is still very naive, doesn't know any, anything about life. And he thinks this is his family now. Like, And he, they love each other and they're successful and they support each other. And they created this whole team of like mm-hmm. camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And then that's just not how sports are. Like people get traded, people retire, yeah. your coach leaves, whatever. And he was devastated <gasps> and he didn't know how to cope. And yeah. he decided this was, I think it was like his shield was... Okay. That whole, the hair and the piercings, the tattoos became like his protection. Huh. Kind of seems sad. Yeah. I'm thinking that's got to be like a people forget about me. He said that like nobody likes me. And I'm going to make it so they don't ever forget about me. Oh my God. Right. So they won't abandon me. Yeah. I think that's it. Cause uh, they'll never forget about me in a, with green hair and all this and in a dress Women's and clothes. Get, they, they, they won't forget about that. And I'll ne- always be. Yeah. I think that's it. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I was like watching it and thought Sarah's got to watch this. Cause I need like her oh, therapeutic yeah. interpretation. Cause I never knew his story. I just thought he was a yeah. rebel, wild right, child. But right. I think he was, he's that was, dealt with okay. some that issues. That was a coping. So yeah, was it uh, like kind of created and, and, and 
what's the word I was looking for? Do you for? think like that's usually the case? Way? Yes, but was it for maybe for a different coping way to cope than what we originally thought? Do I think Do it's think always that, the case that... Yeah, like when somebody has that sort of like, almost like a character, Uh huh. is it almost always like a protective thing or doesn't always have to be that? Sometimes, yeah. I think in in a way it is a little bit of that with the exception of maybe like histrionic personality disorder, which in a way where they can kind of dress in an odd way. It's kind of like you. So I remember when I was in school and we were going through the examples of this and they gave like people in movies and they used Regina George as an example of somebody who would have histrionic personality disorder. It's very like delusions of grandiosity. Yeah, Mean Girls. The lead girl from Mean Girls. We're like delusions of grandiosity. Maybe they do they have kind of like a a like like all pink all the time, like a peculiar way of dress, something that makes them like stand out. They maybe will will be like very self-centered and very like not and not very empathetic and then things are very figure these out because so many have similar um symptoms like whether it's narcissism or sociopathy or whatever types of things where it all kind of presents similar yeah i don't know how you people make heads or tails of it that's why i don't is it usually like a (laughs) do you think it's usually like several all at once too it's not usually just like one thing or is it usually Mm, one sometimes things present as other things and you just don't have all like for example adhd often is misdiagnosed as anxiety or depression because it'll go between the two they'll be like i'm anxious because i know i have a bunch of stuff to do but i don't know what to do first and i'm depressed because i knew i was supposed to do all this shit but i didn't do it now i and i i wanted to do it but i didn't do it and so like I remember even going to my psychiatrist when it when I got my ADHD diagnosed and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're this is definitely it." And I'm like, "What? But but I've had all this trauma and it could be He's like, "No, it's not that. It's this." And I was like, "Oh fuck. He's right." And then as soon as I took medication, I wasn't I didn't have the anxiety or the depression anymore cuz I was more balanced in in you know. So it right. it sometimes presents as different things, but when you get like, and the the DSM does have af- that's the the little manual for checking all the symptoms, and you know they have this little section that is like, um, what do they call it? Like differential diagnoses. So it, it, things that present as similar. So at the end of every chapter, it'll be like, here are things that present as similar, and what it also could be if it sounds like this. Like look for these yeah. little things that like help see you also. Yeah, see exactly. Like and the yeah. biggest one is like are they on any drugs? Could this be anything like like health related? Like you know, is this like balance of like gut bacteria that we need kind of thing? Seriously, I cuz I recently was around uh, uh, somebody who has various things going on mentally mm-hmm. and even in that case there's like are they sober? Right. Are they not? Right. Is it whatever. And I don't know how you all do it because you know how, like when you take your pet to the vet and you think, how do they figure this out? Cause the dog or the whatever can't say what the thing is. And in a way, I know this sounds silly, but like when the problem is the brain, (laughs) right. (laughs) That can cause some conflicting, unreliable narration or self-reporting that's inaccurate. Yeah. And so you have to look beyond yeah, what they might even be saying is happening. Yeah, totally. Well, you're doing the Lord's work. I'm not trying over here. And we think The you. one group that always gets me, and luckily I don't get – they these people don't come to therapy, but narcissists. I can't, I can't see that. I can't – I'm not good at that. They trick me all the time. I'm like, fuck, I fell for it again. And so, yeah, luckily – How did they trick they you? come to therapy, so – like you think they're charming or something? Yeah, or like I'll believe yeah. like what they're saying. Like I, I'm like, yeah, I, be- I believe it. I just like it's oh, mostly my personal right. You're life. You're trusting. That this comes out. I'm too trusting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, 
Yeah, and that well, is I again why I don't work in in uh, 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 treatment, like any kind of drug or, or alcohol, like rehab facilities, because I am too trusting, and I and addicts cannot be trusted because you can't trust drugs. It's not the person I'm so talking true. to; it's the drug I'm talking to, and so I believe yeah. the person, but I can't believe the drug, and that's what I forget when I'm. Yeah, because so like Adam is has a real good radar for. Especially men that are narcissists or whatever, but you know, very good at that. Yeah. And I think, I thank goodness because I don't. And even with the Lance Armstrong thing, he was like, this guy. And I'm like, oh, but you know, (laughs) I fall for it. Yeah. We're going to listen to Adam. Don't don't trust me, but you know who you can trust. And that's modern fertility. Are you definitely? Yeah. Are you aware of how much you can learn about your body? This so much and women who are like this i was just talking to a friend about this who was getting similar tests done she got to this point where like she wasn't getting the answers that she needed from the doctor and the doctor's like did all the tests and she's like no i need more and it would have cost so much money to do yeah. all these tests on your own like just right. at the doctor's office and also you have to go and you got to yeah, do no, like make you. the appointment please who can do that right away that's like oh yeah, yeah we'll see you in six months so well, when we all know like when we'll go in and say like i think it's this especially women know the yeah. feeling of like not being listened to or whatever this is so great because you can take the test at home send it off and within a few days you get your results you find out if you have any red flags with regard to your um, fertility, maybe PCOS or how many eggs are cooking in there. And you can learn so much and then you can plan your life accordingly. And like Sarah said, it's so much more affordable than mm-hmm. the usual options at the doctor's office. Modernfertility.com slash brain candy is um, our URL. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test. When you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy, that means your test will cost 159 bucks, which is a fraction of what it would be at a uh, fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy, modernfertility.com slash brain candy. Sweet. Even like I was joking with, because my mom, she has health stuff, but they can't figure out the like root cause. And I was like, it's either, I always joke that it's like Lyme disease, endometriosis, or a um, compression fracture. That's like like the running <laughs> joke for me about, because the things that tend to happen to women, uh-huh. they're like, I don't know. I've never seen this before, right. but it's like the right. most obvious thing. Compression And it makes fracture? me crazy. Well, that comes when you're older, uh, osteoporosis. Oh, osteoporosis. And you just don't know because you have... Your spine <gasps> like collapses. Oh. That's why they get shorter. And so my she had a, fra- a compression oh. fracture, but they were like, that's probably not what's causing you pain. And then within six days, she had lost height. Hello? Okay. What <laughs> the hell? I know. It makes me crazy. But she goes with whatever they say. And I'm over here like, Peg! Listen to me. Oh my God. I know it makes me crazy, but part of it is this, anything that primarily affects women, I feel like they're like, I don't know, what could it be? Yes. I saw that clip from Amy Schumer. I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but I saw this clip from Amy Schumer's uh, stand-up where she talks about having uh, the, you know, HG when she was pregnant, where she was throwing up a whole bunch. And when they told her, they're like, okay, so we don't have anything that you could do for it um, because we haven't tested it because it only happens to only women. happens to women right and she's like excuse me everything in pregnancy oh, is okay. like that like they just what? don't test it they just expect you to not do any of the things just to it's avoid insane. whatever right just play it play it safe right suffer for 10 months i mean i can't i can't take it makes me crazy okay yeah as a sufferer of endometriosis, who's currently going through that process, I, I you are right. I am one of the answers to that. The one well, in which one when, of these three things. When you were younger and you would yes. have that severe pain during yep. your menstruation and stuff. Yeah. And they just were like, yeah, that happens yeah. sometimes. And then when I, they already, and then I went to the hospital when I was like 14 or 15 and they said I had 
uh, cysts, like a ruptured cyst on my ovary. And luckily, I when I went to the doctor last time, I forgot, but I had already gone to the doctor like 10 years ago for the same thing. So I had like the medical history and they were like, oh, yeah, you've been coming back in for this. I'm like, the why? How, why are we not doing anything? And then in order for me to get everything taken care of, I have to first go to an ultrasound, have an ultrasound appointment, then go to the gynecologist. And the soonest ultrasound I can get is two months from now. So now I got to go through two fucking periods and suffer that and and suffer. Yeah, really. I was like, when do you get, when do they go? Yeah, you shouldn't suffer anymore. Let's fast track this. When they make more money doing that. That is stupid. (laughs) It's infuriating. Yeah. And like when you were suffering, this is, you should have a shirt that says like, if Sarah says she's in pain, know that I would have been there a year ahead because you have a very high pain tolerance. Yeah. I tell, I tell, thank you, Suze. I tell the doctor that now I've learned that I have to tell them this. I say, I'm give and when they say how bit bad is it on this time when I, I was like 10 out of 10. That's and what let me just says. tell, yeah. and I said, let me just tell you what I, you also need to know. Last time I went, I came in here in the fall for a sprained ankle because it was really painful. And they said, oh, when did you chip your ankle? You have a broken ankle that you didn't see. So I didn't know that I had, and then I went two weeks on a broken ankle before. So that's yeah, where we you are with pain wheel level. It. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But that's and good to know about you because you, anytime you say you're in pain, I know it's horrific. It's like Because you put up with a it's lot. Just, thank you, Suze. You're so validating. Always. It's true yeah. though. And yeah. a, a lot of women do, and I don't like it. I don't like it They one put bit. up with a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. I sometimes wish, I'm like, man, I wish I could just have access to that machine that you can attach to a guy so he feels the pain of menstrual cramps. Right. Like, right. I just want, and Eli is the most understanding and, and, like, never makes me feel like, it's all in my head or whatever, yeah, but I still want him right. to just know just so he could be like, holy fuck. It's like that. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, all day, like for four days, like maybe more, like when you and I are sitting there watching TV, that's what I'm feeling. So be nice to me. <laughs> so Open a nice door. I know he's always <laughs> nice to me, but I'm like, be nice to me. He's like, I am. I want that too. And I'm not even in pain. Right. <laughs> be nice to me because... Okay, so I read this really cool article in the New York Times, and it was actually it was written by the guy. It was written by the guy who sort of made the this famous, the thing where you listen to Pink Floyd's The Wall oh, whilst yeah. watching Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And he he didn't discover it. It was sort of like whisper network, you know, like he heard about it through a friend or whatever. And it was like the early days of the internet. And, and so he just happened to write the first sort of article that went viral before viral happened. Like it would be like emailed to somebody that, you know, whatever. And so I forget what anniversary it is of the, the album. Is that the name of it? Dark Dark side Side of the the moon. Moon. I said the wall, but yeah, dark side of the moon. And it was sort but of. But they have another album because, called The Wall. So yeah, this was the Dark are, Side of the Moon. I said the wrong one. Yeah. Okay. And like, it. I know I connect everything to the challenge, but it just felt like that to me. Where he like didn't really want to be. He's like got a normal, great job now, but he's constantly like uh-huh. having people Google him and then want to talk about this stupid article and talk about the pink Floyd and the wizard of Oz and getting high and whatever. Oh God. And like, yeah, he just, he's made peace with it, but there's a part of him that's just like, it, things stick to you. This feels almost like somebody wrote a one hit wonder and is now <laughs> yeah. asked being, being asked to perform to it because it like got popular anymore. on yeah. TikTok again. And he's like, well, I don't want, I, I don't want to play. Yes, that song. Yeah. Sarah. And, and then if you complain about it, then it's again, like the challenge where it's like, oh, you, you had a successful article and, and people really love that. Like it was such an important part of our cultural experience during that 
period of time. I assume you've done this. Is this a no. fair assumption? It, it would this be a fair assumption. Crazy. I know. Totally crazy. If there's anybody who would, that seems like, but there were too many variables because in order from what I've heard, in order to do it correct, you need to have the record. And you have to have the VHS yeah. copy. That's so funny. Of that's so what he said. I, yes. So I was in. Look at how much I know the formula, yes. but I you didn't have to. the pieces to be able to, to like the proper things. I was right at that age when, like, only the coolest of my friends still had their parents' record players, and so we didn't have that. And then only like. The poorest of I my think, friends still had the VHS players, so it's like... I think you could use the CD. I think that works, too, but you do need it to be VHS for some yeah. reason. And he said, like, that's part of why it was such a big deal is that he happened to be writing that article right when, like, there was still VHS. Yeah. And then there was the new technology with... CDs where you could use the CD or whatever. Something about the the that particular moment in time, yeah, allowed people to do this because previously you could only really watch Wizard of Oz if it happened to be on TV, right? And so only when it came out on VHS did this even become something that people knew about or or experienced. But like then he talked about how if you're not familiar, which I'm sure everyone is, but you know the sound or the CD or the album is supposed to line up in creepy, interesting, uh, serendipitous ways with the scenes or words in Wizard of Oz. And so, of course, in his article that he wrote now, he's pointing out how like this is very much about confirmation bias where you disregard all the ways that it doesn't line up or doesn't, isn't synchronized, but... When it does work, it's like blows your mind and I don't know. It just, it just shows the ways that humans sort of get rid of things that are inconvenient and celebrate ways that are like, I can't believe it. It's perfect when it really isn't. We do this with new relationships. We do this with old relationships. We do this like we look past we do this with like our favorite uh, uh, celebrity, like actors we like, or like, you know, it's right. just like the human mind wants to connect to the familiar and reject the unfamiliar. Yeah, and so anything that fundamentally change like, how you see something. Yeah, yeah. You don't see it with Anywho. with like clear eyes. I do recommend the article though because. It's one of the New York Times digital articles that includes a video with oh, the like soundtrack. So you can watch the clips that are Oh, fun. I want to see it. Yeah. See, yeah. I just want the highlights. Like, just give me the the highlights yeah. of what... But know. she won't be high. It'll just be the lights. Just the lights. <laughs> um, yeah. So that article's great. Um, let me think. If I have other things I wanted to share. Oh, this is silly, but... You know how you're always talking about your synesthesia? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had read an article about it, and mostly it was boring, but it was saying that people that were born in the 1920s... Oh, can you explain what it is first? So So synesthesia is an overlap of the senses and how senses get processed in your mind. So um, some people will smell colors, some people will taste sounds, and it's most common in like uh, where j- words or numbers or letters have a gender or a color to them. So yeah, like they'll either be male or female or like a number will have a color. And it'll yeah. be very undeniable. Like if somebody tried to tell you that two was blue, you'd be like, no, no, that's the same as telling you two is four. You're like, no, it's not. It's, it's yeah, it's two. hardwired. It's hardwired. Yeah. This was saying that people that were born in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, um, they're they were talking about like things that make you nostalgic. You know, like uh-huh. when you smell something and you go back in your mind to something or whatever. 
they were saying that they felt nostalgic at the smell of burning leaves, hot chocolate, cut grass, and ocean air. But those people born in the 60s and 70s felt nostalgia when smelling downy fabric softener, Play-Doh, suntan oil, and Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) Oh my God, all actual products versus nature. Yes. Whoa. And I was like, Sarah is going to be so disturbed, but also fascinated because how about that? That yes. is quite a shift. That's a big shift from nature to actual. And there was, so there was a, there are studies of course on people with synesthesia and they can't find any connection between what different groups have. Like, like it's unique to every person, like what colors are with the exception of a small group that was alive when a certain color combination of Fisher-Price blocks came out and they Mm -hmm. have synesthesia with the colors and numbers that are similar based on the blocks. Yeah, I said that in the article that it was confirmed because you had told me that and then it was saying that there that study did exist and that if you're exposed to that specific thing at that at specific age, it's precisely when your brain is forming those connections yeah. And those colors are more statistically present, connected mm-hmm. to that number or whatever, than yeah. you would get from chance. Right. It's cool. But like, Which kind it of bummed me out. You can create it like, in a child if you wanted to. Right. I mean, do you feel like it's advantageous? Yeah. Really? With From memorizing things? Yeah. Yeah. And remembering numbers and like, I can tell you what our flight confirmation number is right now for right. the trip that we're going on. And there is no reason why I should have this stored in my yeah. brain. Well, so wonder why they that isn't encouraged. I don't know. I think maybe because we don't really know how to create. It's like not like a you definitely put the work in, you definitely mm. get this result. Right. You know, it's kind of like yeah. maybe it'll work. Fuck, let's do, you know, heck. Yeah. Would it, I would have I thought definitely Crayola... put any future children through that experiment. You know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crayola, you would think. Yeah, maybe they just didn't name it, but that's a big one, I think. Crayons. The thing I'm thinking with the blocks is that they have the numbers written on them. Oh, yeah. I just mean like the products, you know, Downy, oh, yeah. oh, Cocoa right. Puffs. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Crayola. Yeah, the, the smell of crayons, for sure. For sure. Because that's a big one. Do you have other smells that you connect with your childhood? There was, there's a smell just the other day. I was smelling it at the house and I was like, this, oh, I know what it is. We got the kiddie pool. We got an inflatable kiddie oh, pool. like that plastic. There is a smell of mm-hmm. fresh pl- out of it's like the, vinyl. And, yes. And like, mm-hmm. and, and I grew up in the era of inflatable, po- like furniture. That was totally my childhood yeah so and like you know my family was a family that was definitely losing all of the floaties between seasons so it was like new ones every season because they would get popped or they would like we have one floaty on the arm but not the other so it was always like fresh straight out of the package you were always swimming always swimming so that is the smell and i opened up i was like i could like smell this like a crazy purse just stick my whole head yeah yes and Definitely it just lights up your brain. It's lights like it you go back to that time. My mom yeah. had this red candle that only got, came out at Christmas. We never burnt it. It was just decorative and it looked like three carolers. I love those candles that you never yeah. burn, that you just have it. Right. What's the point? But what it's is the wax, point? Three carolers, but it had a particular smell and that is Christmas. Wow. You know what I mean? That Anything smell. else from your childhood that sticks out that you remember besides that one? Nothing like that I know off the top of my head, but that just like everyone else, when you smell it, you're right. like, oh, like I, I ate. A week ago, I couldn't have told you that it would be right. plastic vinyl, but right. after smelling it, I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Good times. Great oldies. But the human brain, man. Yeah. Once again, wild. Wild. Wild and wacky. Oh, as always, thank you for using our codes and supporting us that way. It helps us so much. And for um, being a subscriber and leaving yes. reviews and all that jazz. Thank you so much. We love you. And we'll see you on we the next one. Bye. Bye. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 